Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Java junkies, welcome back to another Espresso Shots episode of T4C. If you're interested in breaking into marketing, then this is the episode for you because my next guest has worked in marketing, sales, and operations for the last six years, and he studied geography and economics as an undergrad. But before I introduce you to Dan Mian, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's Time for Coffee's newsletter that showcases upcoming guests on T4C, as well as features career advice, insights, and inspiration. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org, and the sign-up box is right there. Now, my marketing macchiato lovers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated brew because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my guest is Dan Mian, a marketing professional with a passion for technology and telecommunications and over six years experience in marketing, sales, operations, and commercial roles. However, Six years ago, while Dan was still in uni, as he would say, university, like so many other students, he had no idea what he wanted to do when he graduated. And as you'll hear in our main Time for Coffee interview, Dan had to overcome lots of rejections and actually a couple years of just trying to figure things out. And that experience actually inspired Dan to start a side hustle, which we're going to get into in our main time for coffee interview. So check out show notes to see if Dan's main time for coffee interview has already dropped. But for right now, we're going to get into the espresso shots. Dan, welcome to time for coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? I am. I'm very caffeinated right now. It's nearly 8 p.m. in the UK where I'm based. So yeah, I had my coffee earlier in the day ready to go for this. So thanks for having me on, Andrea. Oh, it's my pleasure. I was going to say, liar, liar. Did you ever watch The Princess Bride? I haven't, no. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite movies. So much so it was my husband and I used it in our wedding vows. And it's a hilarious movie, but there's a scene in there where this like old woman comes out, liar, liar. And she starts pointing at him because I saw you drinking your water. Dan and I can see one another. And I was like, there's no caffeine in there. No, I've got a mug here though. <laughs> You're, oh, you've got your mug and what's in it? There's tea in this one. That's it. That's good. Tea. That's good. It's a little That's bit of good. caffeine though, right? All right. Well, cheers. Well, cheers. We'll cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> so let us dive into 
our 10 espresso shots questions, which we are framing around marketing. What entry-level jobs, Stan, are available to young people who want to break into marketing? Sure. Absolutely. So in terms of entry-level jobs, you know, the roles generally sort of range from marketing executive, marketing assistant, which are maybe more broad roles. But then you can go into more specific specialized niches like social media assistant or digital marketing assistant, you know, the entry-level role is generally there. You go across the board. Other opportunities within marketing as well would be around PR, for example, events. I know events are probably not the best time to be talking about the events industry right now due to COVID, but, you know, there are virtual events and it's, it's picking up and, you know, times are changing on that side. So it's sort of evaluating what your area would be really. That, that's what one entry in to the marketing world. I think another one would be the Predominantly in the UK, we have graduate schemes, which companies put on that allow you to rotate through different areas. And that's actually how I started my role at BT in the in the telecommunications industry. And my final rotation there was in marketing. So it might be the case that you find a graduate program that helps you rotate through different areas of marketing. And because you know marketing is such an important function, there's a lot of roles available right now. So yeah. Absolutely. And we should say BT is British Telecom, just like AT&T. However, BT BT is, I want to say, probably headquartered in the UK, but it's in like 180 plus countries yeah, around the world. Yeah, 100,000 employees. So it's, it's quite, it's up there with the, the sort of top telcos and tech, communi- tech companies. Yeah, predominantly telecommunications, a lot of digital, a lot of tech stuff. The work that I do is around drones, so it, it's a huge, it's a huge organization, and in the UK, it's one of the one of the largest. Cool. Well, I'm glad you said in the UK because, as you can probably tell from Dan's accent, he is in the UK tonight. He's outside of London. Remind me again what town it is. Uh, I'm from Birmingham, which is the second second biggest city after London. It's in the middle of the country. It's not a town. It's a city. Okay. <laughs> yes. And that's where you are right now. Yes, that's where I am. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right, Dan, what is a useful hard and soft skill that you look for and that you know maybe the hiring managers at BT are looking for in the young people who are hired into those entry-level positions? Yeah, sure. I think let's start with the, the soft skills because I think that they're arguably more important than the hard skills in terms of an entry-level position. I think the key soft skills you're going to need to show are that you're a good communicator, that you can work well in a team, that you can manage stakeholders. Those are sort of key soft skills, I'd say, that would be great in terms of marketing. In terms of the harder skills, if you are looking to move into a more specialist area, like digital marketing, for example, then you might be want to do a course around PPC, SEO, which is search engine optimization. What's you know, PPC? Of, uh, pay-per-click. So Google Ads. You know, and there's some specialist stuff around that. So it might be good to, to equip yourself with an online course. There's a lot of free courses now that you can do. Google Garage, that kind of stuff really that I've, I've seen a lot of people doing. But yeah, generally speaking overall, I'd say that you know the, the softer skills, the working well with people and being able to communicate really well is, is probably the key focus for me. Awesome. And I mean, look, I can say this because Dan and I have gotten to know one another 
before this interview and I have seen that this guy has some hustle. So I would say some other amazing soft skills would be being a self-starter and having a really good work ethic. Absolutely. And I suppose depending on the company you're looking into, you know, there are behavioral competencies that they look for. And, you know, each company, especially the larger ones, might have a framework for what they deem as a, as a great employee. So if I take BT as an example, they have six or seven behavioral competencies and there would be things like inspiring communicator, self-starter is actually one of them, bold decision maker, and a few others. And it, Oh, sorry, customer champion as well. And within those, you, you look through them and you analyze them. And when I'm interviewing four people within BT, those are the competencies we look for. But essentially, it comes down to, can you work well with people? Are you a great communicator? Can you work well in a team? So when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, that's why I'd, I'd focus on those. Fantastic. What about someone's major, Dan? Is it a deciding factor to break into this industry? In other words, if they haven't studied marketing, which you clearly did not, is it a deal breaker? Absolutely not. I'm proof of that. <laughs> a lot of people I know, you know, a lot of my friends and colleagues who are in marketing now didn't study it. My old boss, who is now a head of marketing, a very, very large international security company, she didn't study marketing. You know, I think it would be good beneficial for you if you know that marketing is what you want to do, then yeah, absolutely study marketing or study a business, maybe focused degree. But for me, I didn't know what I wanted to do at university. So yeah, I think each each degree give you specialist skills that will allow you to move into whatever area you want. And then there are other things you can do on the side of your degree to help you navigate your way. Have you taken any either marketing certificate or online marketing courses, or has BT trained you internally in marketing? I haven't done any courses. Probably should have done a few courses um, if I had time to do that. Maybe that's something I can look into. But I personally know I feel for me, best way to learn is on the job and to get stuck in in terms of the way I like to work. I like to get you know thrown into the deep end and just get stuck into it and ask questions for people. So there's not been any official training for BT, but they are, I have been, I'm in a, nurture, you know, a team that has nurtured me, that has allowed me responsibility. I've not been afraid to say no to things, to ask questions, which at the start of your career you have to do. You have to be willing to you know, ask the supposed dumb or stupid questions, <laughs> make a little bit of a fool out of yourself. But if you drop that sort of ego and pride, then you really can take it for your, take it for your own and thrive. And that's what I've done really. And I remember a conversation I had with, again, my, one of my bosses at BT and I was considering doing the Chartered Institute of Marketing Diploma. And she sort of said to me, well, Dan, I don't have it. You know, I'm doing pretty well for myself. I, I think if you just get going, prove you can do it in real life, then why do you need a, a qualification to tell you otherwise? Hmm, so that's sort of the mindset I'm at, at the moment, but could be something I consider. Yeah. Is that, is that qualification or the, whatever that program is that you mentioned, is that expensive? I think it is. Yeah. I, w I wouldn't want to fund it myself. Let's put it that way. I'd probably ask BT to help me out with that. I don't think it's made, you know, huge expenses, a few thousand pounds. Okay. So, um, it's not like a $25 Udemy course. <laughs> no, it's like a <laughs> degree type of, it's like a, it's a diploma. So it's like an extra degree qualification, but there are other courses that you can do, which probably a lot cheaper to teach your skills. 
Okay, cool. What about a grad school degree? Less so for the entry level positions, more so for somebody who maybe wants to get into the executive suite, the C-suite, or perhaps start their own marketing firm or something along those lines. Do you think it's important to have that? A degree? A grad school degree. Not necessarily. If you look at some of the most successful people in the world, (laughs) they don't have degrees. They dropped out of university. There's a guy called Stephen Bartlett in the UK who launched an agency called The Social Chain. On his first day of university, he decided, this isn't for me. He dropped out and that became one of the most successful companies. And you'll find him on LinkedIn and he's brilliant. It just goes to show you can do anything you put your mind to. Love that attitude. Dan, what kind of life experiences do you think are most useful for someone to have who's starting out in this field? And this is especially for our young listeners who are still in university right now. Yeah, sure. So for me, you know, variety is important. So just showing that you do, well, you're you're doing things outside of your degree and trying things. You know, for me, I always tried to do as many different things as I could in terms of experiences, whether that would be, you know, I do refereeing for football or soccer, as you call it in, in the US. So I did that from the age of 14 and I carried that through to university. So I used to referee on the weekends over there. I worked in the students' union bar, serving drinks at, you know, on the night I would, yeah. And, you know, growing up and sort of through university, I thought I wanted to be a lawyer at one point. And so I tried doing a, a law experience for a couple of weeks. And then I thought maybe the banking sector might be good. So I used my network to do a volunteer placement for three weeks in, in the RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland in the UK. And that was cool as well, just shadowing a, a relationship manager. And then during the summer periods off from university, I would work in a hotel doing hospitality. So for me, do as much as you can, do as much as possible, get involved in societies, get involved in sports, get involved in every you know extracurricular and just try things because they will teach you how to interact with people, how to manage time, how to be organized, you know, valuing money even, you know, life life skills and experiences because when you work 12 hours behind a bar and you're knackered, you really don't want to spend your money on rubbish after that. So yeah, a lot of life skills that I've done that I think have made me who I am today really. And then the, the final one I'd say actually is around diversity almost and inclusion, just almost having different perspectives, talking to different people, making friends with people outside of your core network. A lot of this stuff really is, is really important to show that you can be emotionally intelligent as well. Yeah, just like a normal human being. I'm sorry, I've got to say that because... I think that's such great advice because I think the inclination is, especially when we're younger, maybe in university, to flock to people who look like us and sound like us and have similar backgrounds to us just as a person, a citizen of the world. The more that we interact with one another across different racial, sexual, religious orientations, 
the greater our understanding is of one another, as you said. Absolutely. And it, and it just broadens your horizons, and opens your mind, really. I think that's probably going to be the leadership skill of the future, is to be able to really understand and have empathy for people. That's something I'm working on a lot, you know, in my day job now. But that's what university is brilliant for, because there are people, my girlfriend is actually one of these people who I met at university. She came from the north of England, the Lake District, where there is a very, you know, there's just a lack of diversity. You wouldn't see people who are black or Asian, you know, rarely, you rarely do. So I'm from a um, ethnic background myself. So when I go up there, it's, there's, there's, it's just all, it's all white people. And she came to Loughborough University, which is in the middle. Now you've got people from, from London, which is very diverse, from Birmingham, from all over the country. And we all live together. You've been thrown into it. <laughs> and it's a shock at first, but you then realize, reflecting back on that time, how much you actually developed her as a person. And even that, you know, to use that type of experience in an interview, I'd love that. Mm, great insights. Thank you so much. So, Dan, what is the best part for you? of being in marketing? Variety. No days the same. I get bored easily. <laughs> so I need new things to keep me, keep me interested. And I'm constantly learning new things. I think it's quite fast paced. Um, so that sort of, that change is always happening. Plus I think now marketing is probably arguably the most important function within business. Because if you don't have good marketing, I'd argue that you can't really sell. You know, with, with social media evolving, it's important to be on the ball with that and, and have a brand connection to people. So just, yeah, for me, you know, no days, no days the same and pace. You have to keep up with everything all the time. And for me, that's good because I need to be on the ball and interested. <laughs> <laughs> what about the flip side? What is the part of your current job as a marketing professional at BT that sucks the most, Dan? <laughs> Careful with words here. No, I'm joking. Writing briefs <laughs> for agencies, for campaigns, and all the admin involved. There's a lot of admin to do when when you're in a marketing role like mine. It's business, you know, we outsource a lot of our our work to agencies, and any creative work we do, any campaigns we want to run, where we need to bring agencies in to support us. There are big briefs that we have to write, and it takes time. And for me, I lose a bit of focus doing that. <laughs> I'd rather pass that to somebody else, but it's a it's One part day. of the job. Maybe. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Okay, now three final espresso shots. What is the best career advice you've ever gotten, Dan? Yeah, it was during my graduate program, my rotation graduate program. It was from the managing director of BT Supply Chain at the time, which is where I where I was stationed in operations. And he said something to me which was chase experiences, not money. And that hit home for me because, you know, they sort of said five years time, you're going to look back and not be worried about that two to three thousand pounds that you were fretting over for that job because you'll, you'll have so much more by then. And by, by chasing the experiences, by evaluating what you enjoy, what you want to develop, and you move your career and role in that way, you will gain better skills and you'll be happier for it. And you'll look back and think, I enjoyed that journey. So for me, it's that's probably the best piece of advice that I got because I was a very money-hungry grad coming out of university and that really helped realign my perspective on a career. 
yeah, I think that's probably the best advice. There is some other advice, <laughs> bits of advice that I've had over my time as well, but that's probably at the top for me. Terrific. Thank you. All right. I know not your favorite question, but what movies, if any, or Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, streaming shows, or books, Dan, do you think best depict this profession? Yeah. So I think because marketing essentially is about people and about behaviors and human brain and how we think and psychology. And one book that I've read, which really, I think, helped me throughout my career really in marketing is Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kaperman. It's a book around how the brain works and how we react to things. You've got the fast response and the more, the slower response. You know, it's it's that getting past the initial response within your mind and, and thinking through that and yeah, thinking fast and then slow. So I probably would act on my first reaction a lot <laughs> through marketing, but I need to push through that. And that's helped me with with networking with people, with helping running campaigns to understand the human brain and how, how people react onto things. You know, you do want to capture their attention straight away, but then you want to like entice them in with a nice copy and message beneath and a good creative. So yeah, a few things I've picked up from that from for career development and for marketing. Excellent. Final espresso shot. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about this profession? I think there's a misconception with marketing that you have to be this super creative person to be in marketing. And that's actually was my, it was probably my perception of marketing before I worked in marketing. It was actually never on my radar to become a marketer or someone who works in marketing, which is crazy now considering the job I do. But I suppose you can be any type of marketing person you want to. You know, you can be strategic, commercial, you don't have to necessarily be the person great at art. And I think the other the other thing to think about is that, you know, creativity, again, what does that even mean? For me, I feel like anyone can be creative and it is creative in their own way. For me, it's a way of thinking and it's a state of mind as opposed to, you know, like I said, you're brilliant at art or you can take amazing videos. And one thing I've learned is that you can train your creativity. So if you think that you're, I'm just not creative, right? Take it from someone who is operations, very logical, and I still am to this point, very logically minded, who has had to throw myself into a creative role, doing okay now. So I think that's probably a, something that people would be, yeah, quite interested to know that, okay, maybe it could be for me because that's what I used to discount myself for that reason. I love that. And we will get more into that and into what you are doing now in your day job and kind of how you have discovered your creative side, which is super interesting, Dan. We'll be getting into that in our main time for coffee interviews. So please check out show notes to see if that episode has already dropped. Dan, I want to thank you so much for making time for coffee today with me and the T4C community. You are such an interesting guy. I also want to let our listeners know that they should find you on LinkedIn, Dan Mian, M-I-A-N, and follow Gradvance, which is Dan's company, the side hustle that he has to help college students, young professionals break into the careers of their dreams. Did I say that okay? Yeah, you nailed it. Perfect. 
Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org, or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.